What's going on, guys? Um, welcome to another episode of Make Your Own Biscuits. Uh, this is a little different. Uh, we're going to call these uh, these segments Walk and Talk. And so normally, you know, I go through the whole professional setup for the Make Your Own Biscuits podcast. Uh, but today I decided to take you guys on a walk with me and kind of just see how this goes, uh, setting up something a little different. I'm walking through my neighborhood right now. I currently reside in, in uh, Westfield, New Jersey, a uh, very suburban area, um, close knit town, maybe about 30,000 people. Good morning. Good morning. For those of you that uh, that don't know, I am a uh, serial entrepreneur. My name is Matt Reeves. I, um, I run a basketball training and developmental company called S4S Elite. Uh, and I also uh, have a t-shirt printing company, SYS Elite Prints, uh, in collaboration with QWERTY Direct in Linden, New Jersey. And uh, lastly, uh, with my partner, Jermaine Fletcher, I have a company called uh, Infinite Ethos, which is a music media marketing company. And so obviously, um, you know, in a time like we're in right now, there's an opportunity to connect with people on a deeper level, but you just want to make sure, you know, first as a human being that the, the purpose behind it is, uh, is, is literally driven by a concern for people and not just an opportunity to, you know, capitalize. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with, uh, being a capitalist, so to speak, as long as there's a certain level of consciousness behind it. Uh, and I feel in a lot of ways, what I'm seeing, there seems to be like this mad dash to capitalize off the fact that everyone is kind of like sheltered in at this moment and looking at their phones. Everyone is just trying to grab the attention of the masses, uh, but for selfish reasons. And so for me, I just kind of went back and forth with the the um, the idea of how should I do this? What's the way that I can add the most value? How can I help the most people? And um, how do I use this time to build lasting relationships with listeners? You know, not just, hey, listen to my podcast, but literally, you know, through text message or email or comment section, you know, get on the phone and really walk people through some of the things that they're going through, you know, uh, at this time. For me, dealing with the this whole coronavirus epidemic is a little bit different than it would be for most people. Uh, a lot of the things that we practice or that are put in practice right now as precautionary measures, they just seem to have been a way of life for me for so long. Um, growing up in the Park Hill area of Staten Island, you felt like you were socially distanced from everyone. And I think people who grow up um, either in small towns that are disconnected or, or um, really inner city communities, you, you know, you're, you're kind of in your community, in your neighborhood, you're two, three, four block radius, five block radius, depending on where you live. You're there, you're connected to the people there, but from the outside world, there's a, there's a huge distance and you, you feel as though no one understands you if they don't come from where you come from. You know, I, I hear this when I talk to the people from Chicago, when I talk to people from L.A., um, they feel isolated, so to speak. So this is something that worries me because 
I think a lot of people were dealing with social distancing and not even realizing it. You know, New York is a fascinating place in the sense that, you know, it's so uh, densely populated. And uh, it's it's amazing how you can be on top of people in the way that you are in New York and yet not have a relationship with these people. Um, it's amazing how you can take the same train at the same time every day and see the same face and yet not speak. Um, so I, I often wonder how do we how do we bounce back from this? Um, what what's going to happen? Are we going to be the type of people that no longer take the ability to speak to people for granted, and now you know this changes our approach, or are we so affected by how quickly you know this virus spreads that it kind of increases the distance that we keep you know between each other? I think. On, on a on a social from a social standpoint we already didn't speak but now i wonder if we'll even feel comfortable walking next to each other at this point um you know again you look at a city like new york millions of people you know are walking shoulder to shoulder in areas you know it's a foot traffic city um not you know you're you're on trains you're on buses you know you're touching elevator buttons and rails and so many things that we, you know, we take for granted. We're touching the same, you know, poles on trains to hold steady, you know, these different things. And so it's amazing to to me to think about how do we bounce back from this as a people. And I, and I really hope that um, we take it a little bit more serious, the importance of, um, of, of being around each other. I, I, I hope that we take a... Um, a deeper look at what it means to even be social in the first place. And so uh, it's just a, just an inter- interesting thing, you know, for me at this point in my life, you know, being at the age that I'm at, you know, having the understanding of certain things the way that I do and knowing that there's a certain level of importance uh, when it comes to being close to each other, you know, having a, a real concern for each other. It's amazing how distant we are from each other prior to this epidemic, yet willingly, uh, excuse me, yet on social media we hear people complain so much. We see the complaints so much about um, people not caring enough and and uh, people not checking in on on people enough. You know, people make time for what really matters to them and things of that nature. So it seems to be a cry for some sort of social interaction, yet when given the opportunity, we refrain from it. So that's a, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to see. I, I hope it plays out in a different way. I really do. Um, my heart goes out to the people who are currently living in fear. I, I feel weird uh, in a sense. I feel like I'm surrounded by people who are terrified and for myself I just kind of went into warrior mode um, I feel stronger than I've ever felt but not invincible um, I understand that anyone can be touched you know by this um, lost a few friends this week not to coronavirus but uh, one friend in particular just died in their sleep and I just I've always understood how fragile life is, which 
has compelled me to live my life to the fullest. And so that brings me to the subject matter that I really want to talk to you guys about, which is like the power of routine and a routine that not just lends itself to productivity, right? But a routine that allows you to get the most out of your life. You know, everything from exercise to food choices to how we engage with our dreams or daily goals. I'm now in the beginning stages of setting up a new routine. You know, normally I get up, I look at the stock market. Um, you know, recently over the last two years, I started, you know, putting money into the stock market and um, just d- dealing with the stock market in that in, in that way. So, you know, I wake up and it's uh, CNBC and, you know, Yahoo Finance, Bloomberg. I'm checking those sites, you know, reading text messages. And uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I, I think I can see in my life where I need more physical activity. I move around a lot. I move around so much. I'm always on the go. But a focused, dedicated time period for just fitness, health and wellness, you know, being mindful of what I do for my body as well as what I put into my body. That's where I'm at now. And this is the, the daily routine that um, I'm looking to establish. And I encourage you guys, as you listen, to do the same. I mean, we often talk about how do we, how, you know, how do we be successful? Or we, you know, we have this, this desire to run our own business. And the first business that you can ever run, control, build is your body you know everything that takes place within the body from the mind on um i think it's important that we pay close attention to the routines that we have in place to feed the body to grow the body to feed the mind to grow the mind um i don't think it's something we pay enough attention to i think we kind of just move on autopilot and things that don't necessarily add value. We're just always in a rush and time kind of just passes us by. You know, honestly, just using myself as an example, I can see days on end where I could have gotten more out of the day. Uh, but I allowed myself to feel so bogged down with responsibilities that didn't necessarily take up all the time. Um, it's not like I spent most of the time handling the responsibility. What I found myself doing was I spent most of the time thinking about my responsibilities, right? Thinking about how much I have to do, thinking about uh, how daunting the task, thinking about how to, you know, itemize this to-do list and get it done. And I would spend 80 to 90% of the day in thought about the things that I needed to do and maybe 10 the 20% actually doing them. And so I think it's important that in our routines, we don't confuse thinking about our to-do list with uh, executing what's on the to-do list. And uh, for anyone that's out there right now that's you know listening to this and is just trying to figure out you know what's the next move, just try things, man. 
just wake up and try things. Wake up and do things, you know, even if you have to set it up on a, a hourly basis, you know, from, you know, 9 to 10 or 9 to 11, you focus on this. And then from 11 to, you know, this is the perfect time to reset. Many of us are either furloughed, uh, completely laid off, uh, you know, or, you know, running our own businesses and just trying to figure out how to weather this storm. A lot of people are mad dashing for the, the stimulus package, trying to find a way to, um, you know, fund the business and keep things going, pay their employees, whatever have you. And so, again, here goes that that to do list of thought. You know, I think we really need to make sure that we focus on you know, the execution side of things and not so much the preparation side of things. Let's not get caught up. And just looking at what we have to do and, and, and focusing so much on the plan, the strategy, strategizing, strategizing. Everything is written out on the whiteboard and we feel accomplished just because we wrote it down. Uh, we feel accomplished because we actually spent some time with the idea, you know, and thought, but not necessarily executing on the thing. And I, I think we, we look at doing things wrong as like failure and that's the wrong way to look at it you know i think the the more frequently we get out there and do things wrong the closer we are to getting it right you know these are just attempts um it doesn't matter how many attempts we we, we take uh, it doesn't matter how many times we fall short if you you know you take 10 shots and you and you hit two, you know, and I'm and I mean in regards to, you know, trying things business-wise, trying things life-wise. If we're if we're taking you know ten shots and we make two, and those two go on to become very successful shots, right? Even in the basketball sense, take two shots. Excuse me, ten shots. You missed those first eight, but the last two are to win the game. No one cares about the eight that you missed. Uh, and that's how we have to look at things, right? It's it's eight failed attempts doesn't matter when you have two that really stick. Now you should be focused on your next ten shots, right? Okay, those two things are working. Let's take what we did in those two that work, put our best foot forward, and try to apply this to uh, to the next the next ten that we take. And maybe the next 10, maybe out of those next 10, four actually work. And so you, you start to develop a formula for success. But if we if we never get past the point of thinking, if we never get past the point of like being stressed out about the whole process, and, and that's literally what happens, you know, when, you, when you're doing, it's hard to be stressed about the process. It really is when you're doing, because you're so focused on trying to, you know, get there and make it happen that you really don't give much, you know, time and attention to its difficulty. It's only when we're stuck in thought that we actually pay attention to how difficult something is. That's the only time that we really pay attention to it. When you're doing, you're so engaged that you don't have time to think about the difficulty of it. You're just trying to get it done. You know, if you're if you're if you set out to run, you know, 10 miles, it's a difficult task, but you're not focused on how 
you know, how bad it's going to mess you up to run these 10 miles. And, and for some people, 10 miles is like nothing. That's just, you know, a light workout. But that's over time, right? The only thing that you're focused on while running is completing the task. I just need to finish. You know, and usually when we get through things, and it's funny, I'll go through basketball training sessions with kids, and if I tell them, you know, what we're going to do, hey, we're going to have 500 makes, we're going to do, you know, this many sprints, we're going to do this, this, that, and third. If I tell them, you know, what's what's at hand and everything that they're going to have to go through, they usually approach it with some apprehension. Like, man, this is, this is going to be difficult. That same workout, I can just take them through it without telling them anything at all. And uh, it's funny how mentally they'll go through the whole process and be like, man, I feel like we didn't really do that much today. It's, 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 it's amazing how the mind works in that way. Like I've, I've had kids be uh, exhausted from doing, you know, 150, 200 makes, right? Take that same kid, and, that's, and this is me telling them, hey, this is how many shots we're going to make, and this is what we're going to go through, and I lay it out for them that way, right? That same kid, <laughs> the very next day I can do a workout with um, twice the amount of work. So we go from, you know, 200 to maybe 400, 500 shots. And we're going at a faster pace, obviously, to get it done. And that same player will look at me and say, man, that's it? We done already? You know, and it's because I, I didn't tax their brain with what we had to do. I just took them through it. And so this is something that I'm, you know, I'm just I'm just seeing myself. And this teaches me a lot about how we approach life and how we approach business. Um, so I just want to encourage you guys to kind of like, man, instead of wearing yourself down with how much you have to do, just do it. Like literally, not to, you know, take anything from <laughs> from Nike. Uh, but literally just wake up and do it. Just execute it. Like scratch the to-do list, you know, scratch going over that list. Forget the to-do list. Just get up and execute. And um, you'll see that you'll get a lot more done in a day. You'll, you'll shock yourself. Like, man, how the hell did I get, you know, all of this done? I think that one of the things that's going to help me be a lot more consistent and kill two birds with one stone is, okay, I'm going to go for this walk. Eventually the walk is going to turn into a run. But while I'm doing this, you know, while I'm doing this, I'm losing the weight. I'm also executing on the podcast. I'm also, you know, adding value to you guys in this sense. And I'm not going to get hung up on how professional the sound is. Oh, my God, they can hear the wind blowing. Oh, my God, you know, they can hear people saying hello to me, you know, in the background. They can hear the birds chirping. For some people, that that, that type of uh, real experience, it speaks to them. And so, like, I'm not going to worry myself with all the other things. I have the ability to do professional podcasts and, and have the sound, the technicalities, and send it off to engineers. I can even mix it myself. I have the ability to do that. But, again, that's way too much of a to-do list. Let's just execute. And whatever, you know, adjustments need to be made along the way, I'll make them. But right now, the most important thing is being a voice to people who actually need it, adding the most value to people's lives, and not caring getting it out the best way that I can um, as quickly as I can and, and just really not getting caught up on the technicalities. I think we get way too caught up with the technicalities and, and we need to really focus more on execution, right? Just figure it out on the fly, learn on the job. Uh, so I hope this helps somebody today. I hope it's an encouragement to, you know, some people out there. 
Uh, if you have any questions, man, please feel free to hit me up uh, in the comments. Email me, makeyourownbiscuits at gmail.com. You know, I love to answer the questions and interact with you guys. Um, going to be starting an Instagram page for Make Your Own Biscuits soon, uh, you guys, so that you guys will be able to DM me there and I can help you through the process. Now, we'll start to talk about more things along the way. Like I said, you know, whether it is uh, credit cards, I'll tell you guys how I established um, credit for my business uh, and also built up my own personal credit. I'll talk to you guys about that. Uh, I'll talk to you guys about a lot of things, and we're also going to have some interviews coming up soon. And so I'm going to talk to other people who have done it. Um, and I look forward to that. So, again, I hope you guys share this. Uh, follow me. Let's interact. Let's build. Let's get it done together. Let's execute together. Uh, thank you for taking the time to listen. And once again, I hope this adds some value to your life. Peace and blessings to you all. This is Matt Reeves. I'm out.